0: Welcome into the Rural Lounge. It's your boy, Brad Starks. I am back, and it is nighttime, so I'm ready to enjoy some bourbon. I'm ready to talk some fantasy football, and who better to do that with than you? Thanks for tuning in. We're going to talk about our most recent episode, the Los Angeles Rams. Last year, I think they were 5-12. So here we are to talk about the next team review for our fantasy football drafts best ball dynasty redraft but first first what we're gonna do is we're gonna get into our drinks we're gonna get into our bourbon and tonight i have a very special bourbon slash tennessee whiskey that i'm going to open with you tonight fresh the first time i've ever had it it is a Jack Daniels 100 proof Bottled in Bond 1 liter. Uh, and when I open this, uh, that might sound familiar. So Jack Daniels just released, well a year ago or so. The bonded, over the shelf, 700 milliliter. Uh, it's their 100 proof Bottled and Bond, which is what came from this release. And what I have myself is an international release. International only release of Jack Daniels, 100 proof, bottled and bond. I'm gonna pour it in the glass while I'm talking. It was an international release only, it's 100 proof, but they said that they tried to make it oakier. The original, the one I have is supposed to be oakier than the one that they released it now, and there is supposed to be a difference on it. Original one I have is 100 proof Jack Daniels, bottled and bond, one liter, international only. Let's go in for the nose. Oh, it has a really good banana, char, wood, a little bit of cherry, banana pudding. Definitely a Jack Daniels aroma. It's got the strong banana. You can get that when you smell it. And it's crazy, sometimes when you smell bourbons, you don't really smell a lot, especially when you're learning. But this Jack Daniels, it's so obvious to me anyways, that this is banana across the board but you also get that char and the cherry, very good nose, very very good nose. All right, on to the palate. Mm. Oh man. Oh man. That is so good. A rush of banana, cherry, cinnamon, apple, apple pie, apple pie crust. Bananas again rolling over the tongue but like a candied banana. Mm, this is oaky dry. This is this is like my kind of whiskey right here. This is my kind of whiskey here. I found myself being a big fan of Jack Daniels. And not the old number seven. The old number seven that you mix with Jack and Coke. That's not it. But a lot of their, their premium releases, their single barrels, their special releases, the Sinatra, the 10-year, the 12-year, they are re- releasing a lot of really good whiskeys for the bourbon connoisseur or the, you know, whiskey connoisseur, but... They call it Tennessee Whiskey. It has all the requirements of a bourbon, so I call it a bourbon. I enjoy it, very good. It is close to the Jack Daniels Bonded that you can find on the shelf, but this is supposed to be oakier um, and more wood char, and it definitely does that and drives the palate out, which I really, really like. Anyways, let's get on to the Los Angeles Rams. Here's to your drink. Let's get to it, cheers. All right, so the Los Angeles Rams last year was an injury, a ravished team. It just they lost their quarterback, they lost Cooper Cup. The running backs weren't healthy, you know. So there's a lot that can happen this year with the return of those players. So Stafford is reportedly back. Uh, his elbow is much better than last year, so he's planning to start the season and play a full, healthy season. Cooper Cup, who had a high ankle sprain, is back. He seems to be recovered from, from all reports from camp. Is that he is going to be ready as well. And then Cam Akers, Shaman McVay has come out and says Akers is going to be a big part of this offense after they weren't quite sure what to do with him last year, put him on the trade block. And we'll talk about him in a little bit, but let's first talk about the quarterback position. Stafford, uh, last year he finished as quarterback 29. Uh, now, he only did play nine games, so we can look at his stats and perhaps you know, double them, get an idea of what he might do in a full season. Uh, so he had 2,087 yards. So if we think he might double that, he'll be around 4,000 yards. And I think last year we probably had about 12 4,000-yard passers, 10, I think, 4,000-yard passers, something like that. Uh, so him getting to 4,000 yards isn't that, that far off. Uh, he had 10 touchdowns, so could double that to 20. Could have a decent season. Right now he's going as quarterback. 19 and he's not really anyone that I'd love to have on my roster a few years back I I called him as the breakout quarterback of the year and he ended up being quarterback five that year so it helped us win some titles that year and and cup had a great season as well but then last year I wasn't a big fan I thought they were going to come back to earth a little bit he got injured and you know the season just didn't pan out he'll have a rebound season Uh, nobody I'm really focused on right now Um, but that that could change. There's just very few weapons that he has, uh, and I think it's going to be concentrated to a few players, and we'll talk about that. As a quarterback, I think there's a lot more quarterbacks I'd rather have, so I'm probably passing on him at quarterback 19. We can talk about the backup, Stetson Bennett. Now, I I was a fan of his in rookie drafts. I thought he was a really good stash. Uh, Fourth, fifth, sixth round of rookie drafts, especially if you're in super flex, two quarterback leagues. I think he's valuable in that position because I think he's a winner and I think that Stafford a former Bulldog himself will, will work with Bennett to you know teach him up and not kind of you know be worried that he's going to take his job I think I think they're really good uh, for each other you know both coming from Georgia and you know that goes a long way so I think they're going to have some camaraderie there and I think Stetson Bennett he's proven to be a winner so I know he's small uh, but I think that if something were to happen to Stafford, I think Stetson Bennett could be a Colt McCoy type player. Uh, so, you know, he could have a long career uh, as a backup. You know, he'll come in, maybe win you some games in fantasy, uh, maybe win you some games in the NFL. I don't think Stetson Bennett's going to be like a starter in the league or a star by any means, but I think he could be a valuable fantasy asset uh, for his cost right now and a lot of people are hating on him because of his age and i know a lot of old quarterbacks that come into the nfl haven't really you know produced at, at a high level and i just think he's going to be you know a consistent player so we'll see how that works out but if i can get him for free right now in dynasty leagues especially Superflex, well only super flex or two quarterbacks you don't want that's a minute in a one quarterback league uh, but I, w- I would take him and stash him and you know put him on the taxi squad you know he can't be any worse than holding kyle trask for two years or drew Locke or you know some of these other quarterbacks that we thought were going to be good they just haven't panned out and so i think he's he's a player that we might want to stash all right going to the wide receivers cooper cup cooper cup which I thought was going to have a down season last year was definitely on track to have a terrific season unfortunately had the ankle sprain only played nine games so he finished as wide receiver 23 but he caught 75 passes for 812 yards and six touchdowns so that's very impressive and again he was on pace to be uh, a really good wide receiver Uh, so if you look at his fantasy points 201 last year and Like we did with Stafford, if you think you're going to play all the games and you almost double that, his stats from, you know, from last year to the following year, uh, he would have had like 402 points. You double that 201, 402 points. Uh, And last year, Jefferson was the number one wide receiver at 368. So if he were to do that, he would exceed last year's number one overall wide receiver in fantasy. And I think that's really why you're seeing Cup go early in a lot of drafts is because he just has that upside because, like I said, this offense is going to be concentrated, and Stafford is going to be focused on Cup most, if not all, the time. Uh, and he can rack up the catches, he can rack up the yards, he can rack up the touchdowns for sure. And you know, I think the Rams are going to be in a lot of shootouts this year because their defense isn't very good. So I think you might see the, a lot of uh, scoring opportunities for the Rams this year. And you know that those drives generate fantasy points. So Cup is definitely high on the list to draft this year and redraft. Then you have like Skronik or Van Jefferson or Tutu Atwell. None of them really are exciting. I think Skronik was wide receiver 84, Jefferson was ninety-one, Tutu Atwell was ninety-seven. They all didn't play full season, right? Jefferson only played ten games. He he missed most of the beginning of the season. Tutu Atwell played twelve games and Skronik played fourteen. None of those guys are really valuable I wouldn't roster really any of them you know a lot of people are on Nakua, the slot wide receiver from BYU uh he didn't I think he's from BYU uh he didn't hit my wide receiver model so he's not on my radar at all I kind of ran him through some things and the model doesn't expect him to to be very good so I'm not really invested in him. The guy that I actually like that no one's really talking about right now, the Rams signed Tyler Johnson. That stud wide receiver out of Minnesota was drafted by the Bucks, you know, kind of came on with the Buccaneers and they let him go. And, you know, I watched a lot of those Tampa games and Tyler Johnson seemed to always get open when Brady needed him to be open and Brady would actually throw him the football and Johnson would drop the ball. And it's like, dude, you have all these opportunities With the GOAT on third down and long, you you actually are able to get open. He throws you the football and then you drop it. Like you can't do that. And that happened on several occasions. Uh he would drop a pass that we needed to, you know, extend the drive and get a first down. Brady always seemed to go to him in clutch situations. So it was it was wild to see that he couldn't capitalize on those opportunities. But again, he's he's with a new team now, he's with the Rams he could see himself move up the depth chart i mean again there's not many people that he needs to outperform you know Scroverneck, whatever his name is van jefferson tutu atwell you know nakua if it takes him some time to develop cup's the only one there that's really a threat Um, but i think tyler johnson could be a name to kind of keep on your radar if you start hearing some camp buzz about him All right, let's go to the running backs. And Cam Akers is the one we want to talk about. Before we do that, let's cheers. Let's get back into this Jack Daniels. Mm. That sip right there is mm, tannicky, drying, banana, cherry, cinnamon. Delicious, delicious. All right, Cam Akers. So last year, Cam Akers was returning from his Achilles injury. And. There was you know, competition in, in camp with Henderson, and Darrell Henderson beat him out, got more carries than him. I think the first five games of the season, Cam Akers only had 150 yards and one touchdown. Very, very piss-poor performance. The Rams said, and it's it was noted, that there was some conflict, some internal conflict with Akers and the way he was being used with the coaching staff. Eventually, the Rams took him out of the, the lineup, Uh, and said that he was on the trade block, and and actually had him stay away from the team's facilities while they tried to trade him. They said it was a matter of when, not if, and apparently apparently the Rams got a lot of interest on Cam Akers. They did not trade him, and they may have realized that they were not valuing him as he should have have been valued, and... By the demand from other teams trying to to get him cheap with the Rams basically saying he was gone, you know, they realized that maybe they had something, maybe they had something and and they just weren't giving it the opportunity to to blossom into what it needed to be. So they let him come back. and from week ten, uh, he came back, I think week nine had just a few carries. So week ten. The Rams started to use him as a starting back. And from Week 10 to Week 17, he ended up as running back 15. PPR running back 15 from the time he started Week 10 to finish the year. And actually, the last five games of the season, Cam Akers was fantasy football running back 13. The last three games, Cam really turned it on. Averaged 100 yards rushing a game. Averaged one touchdown a game. RB5 the last... Three weeks of the season uh, in fantasy football so that's probably not sustainable he's probably not going to have a, a fantasy type top five season but I think with the return of Matt Stafford the fact that McVeigh has already come out and said Acres is going to be a big part of the offense that they're going to give him every opportunity to either succeed or fail uh, so they'll be able to determine their next move I think he's going to be heavily involved in the offense. Stafford does like throwing to his running back. Uh, He does draw defenders away because, you know, he's in the pocket and looking at the receivers down the field and then play action is big on Stafford's game, the play action. So we could see a lot of that. And, and really the strength of Cam Akers is his goal line work, his end zone prowess. Um, And if, when Stafford was back there, uh, when he had, he had that great season, they didn't have a running game uh, around the goal line. Um, and I think that Cam Akers really can shine around the goal line. And especially if he gets 10, 12 touchdowns, he is going to surprise the league. Uh, and I think that would take away from Cup's value. But if Cup doesn't score all the touchdowns like he was doing last year, you could see Cam Akers taking over that, that role of, of offensive score for the ram so i do like acres this year currently he's going as rb22 in adp i think he'll be on that fringe rb1 this year i think he'll be around rb11 rb12 wouldn't be surprised if he fell down to rb15 but most people would be surprised if if he finishes that that good at rb15 uh, but i think that's probably his floor this year you know unless he has some setbacks uh with his you know, recovery from that Achilles and then last but not least let's talk about uh, Tyler Higbee uh, the tight end and you know last year he finished as tight end six tight end six 72 catches 620 yards and three touchdowns but if you scroll down to like tight end 10 11 they're really only like six to eight points difference than what Higbee was so Higbee could easily have been like tight end 10 11 12 um, and and just by one less touchdown or you know thirty or forty less yards, so tight end six was probably a ceiling for him. When you look back at his previous three years, he he always finishes around the same uh, as far as tight ends. Uh, he did have that one potential breakout season when they were throwing it to him and Everett, um, but you know he's kind of been mediocre the last few years. I do think the return of Stafford will definitely help him out but i think stafford's gonna be focused on cup a lot anyways so i think that higby probably should be around like tight end 10 11 12 i think right now his adp is like tight end 14 uh, so you know he's definitely taking a fall from what he finished last year and you know i I just don't know if he can finish as tight end six because a lot of people expect return seasons from a lot of the tight ends that didn't perform last year. Um, so, you know, I'm not quite sure about him in Dynasty. I mean, I probably wouldn't try it. I probably wouldn't try to add him in any type of format. Um, and then we didn't talk about uh, Hunter Long that they acquired from the Dolphins. Hunter Long actually scored well in my tight end model um and you know he found himself on the bench at miami he just didn't fit that type of offense that they were running uh but he fits perfectly in with the rams so keep keep your uh your ears on news about um hunter long in los angeles and and see what the hype is around him you know sean mcveigh loves tight ends finds ways to use tight ends could surprise the world and come out this year with two tight ends set cooper cup cam akers and Hunter Long could be a breakout tight end this year. I mean, probably highly unlikely, but just just keep the antennas up in case you hear anything about Hunter Long in in uh, camp. And then we didn't talk about Zach Evans, the rookie at Ole Miss. I mean, he has all the potential in the world. Um, he just needs to make sure he has the work ethic, um, and you know, he wants to study and be better and take care of himself and focus on football. Has all the talent in the world, but you know, I think there's a lot. Stacked against him, you know. If you're feeling, if you're feeling that high ceiling, at late, late, late in rookie drafts, you know, late third, early fourth, late fourth, something like that. Uh, you know, you're taking a risk with him there. Definitely nothing before that, but you're taking a risk there. But you know, you're shooting for ceiling in that regard, anyways. Um, so, to recap, Matt Stafford, not. A big fan in fantasy for redrafts or dynasties. I think he's going to have a decent season, but nobody that we really want to go out of our way to target. You know, if you have Cup in in best ball, it would be nice to, to stack Stafford because those games that he really hits Cup on those four touchdown games, you know, you want Stafford to be, you know, handcuffed to that. So you want to stack those two. So in that situation, I would I would take Stafford if I already had Cup, like if I had the third or fourth or fifth pick in a draft and that was the best player available. I'd look to get Stafford later in those best ball formats. We're not really worried about the other wide receivers other than keeping our ear out for Tyler Johnson. Probably don't want him in Dynasty. Um, if he's going to do anything, it's going to be this one year, um, and then they'll probably figure him out. So if you can get him cheap for this for this year in Dynasty or redraft, um, if there's any hype around him, grab him. If he if he starts doing good, you can decide to trade him. Um, if he becomes nothing, you can simply cut him for, for no cost uh, except the time that he sat on your bench. Um, and then we want to talk about running backs, Akers. We love Akers. Uh, I'm buying Akers in Dynasty. Uh, I do like Akers this year in Redraft, especially at the value, because if he does have a, a comeback season, a return season this year, He's going to be very, very expensive in Dynasty next year because people will believe that Akers is back on track and he's recovered from that Achilles. So now's the time to buy him if you want him in Dynasty because I think if he does perform, then he's going to be too expensive. And if he doesn't perform, then just ensure that if you do trade for him right now that you're not giving up too much to where if he busts, you can't live with yourself right so you don't overpay for them you know make a deal I always try to make deals and and with the thought of well if my side doesn't work can I live with what I gave right um, so if I say that no I can't live with it my guy has to hit that I'm not doing the deal so I usually always make the deal if, if I think that even if my guy got injured or retired or whatever I'd be okay with what I gave to take that risk so do that with cam makers in case he doesn't rebound uh and tight end tyler higby no unless he falls in drafts i mean starts falling to like tight end 20 21 um i think in that regard he's probably someone you want t- to get because i think cup and him will be the main beneficiaries of stafford being back uh and hunter long again another stash um but you know i wouldn't expect too much just again, if, you, if you're if you in a deep league and you have spots on the bench and you don't know who to add or you rotate those last three players just trying to find some upside, maybe Hunter Long is a guy in a tight end premium league if, if you hear some noise um, there. So other than that, that's all we have for the Rams. Appreciate you tuning in. Let's get you out of here so we can get on to the next episode. And I'm going to finish up this Jack Daniels And we'll talk again. So here's to you, Jack Daniels, Tennessee Whiskey, and Los Angeles Rams. Till next time, cheers.